right, everybody. Episode 100, 100 episodes of Beers, Business, and Balls, and no better way to celebrate is with the house crew. So we got Sam Basil, Clubfoot Jim with a big beard now, uh, Jordan Laube, and Eddie, our Philly guy, plus Jake and myself joining for episode 100. People are becoming and going throughout this whole broadcast. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some fantasy, and we're just happy to be here. So gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming to celebrate, and how's everyone doing? Good. Everyone goes at the same time. Oh, splendid. Great start. Great start. Great start. Great, great and odd start. So what do we want to dive into first? Um, we dropped our fantasy standings. We're two weeks in. Uh, pulling it out right now. I know Jake's at the bottom. I know Basil's at top. Thanks. Eddie, yep. top dog, baby. Eddie's top got dog. the most points. He was at one point last week, zero and one with like the most points scored. Now he's now he's tied up at the table. But it goes Basil, uh, normal guy, lazy eye. Eddie, myself, Ohm, Clubfoot, Jim, Mastriani, Jordan, Hanold, Cole, Small Stakes, and Zimmer. That's the fantasy standings to start it off. Anyone want to? Uh, chime in start roasting start praising what do we want to do yeah so i, I guess i guess i can uh kind of hop in here you know that first week uh going up against basil you know i think basil had like what like 170 180 points it's you know i'm, I'm a little salty because i could have that perfect record too if like basil just didn't have a perfect freaking you know week against me and you know it it's all right though, because it's like it's like when when I won the fantasy league uh, last year, which I think I'll do again this year. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like everybody had their best weeks against me, and I had a shit record because of it. So you know, it's like it's like would I like to see the two and zero? Sure, but you know, as long as as long as I come out on top, which I think I will, we'll be all good. Yeah, I don't consider myself much of a of a fantasy trash talker, considering that I'm I'm, I'm usually not that good uh, to start off a season. But I gotta say, like the fact that I'm the top of the league with the Colts defense is is kind of a, a bad look on the rest of you guys. You know what I mean? Uh, but other than that, you know, I you know my team's you know I I feel like you know I I wasn't expecting this team to do as well as as they have so far. Coming out of the draft, I was a little like how the hell were you guys able to let me draft Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and I think in back-to-back rounds uh but I guess that's just like the luck of being like the ninth tenth pick like in a 12-man league like those are like low-key like sneak like sneaky best pick so that's 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 all I got I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see how it pans out I am I am a perennial uh uh you know man impervious uh or sorry allergic to finishing i think i've made the final in this league like once or twice uh and you know i always you know shit the bed at the end so we'll we'll see we won't clip you the the clip of you saying um you know uh, you're allergic to finishing i promise we won't do that. <laughs> really won't do that I mean, your team is stacked top to bottom. I mean, even just looking at, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like, who would have thought he would have popped off the way he has the first two weeks? And I was looking at his points per touch. He's averaging 1.73 points a touch. That's absurd production value. He was going off. He is. Like, most guys are around, like, maybe, like, 1.1, 1.2 on the top end. 
the fact he's got 1.73 is insane. Um, so good on you for that. And then even just looking at, like you said, you got Lamar there. Michael Pittman, a good flex option for you because you got Dotson and Debo who have been going off the first two weeks. Um, I don't know. I We'll see who can stop this team. I, I want to say I hope I can, but I – with the injuries and everything else, we'll see what happens. But I'm uh, I'm debating throwing Garrett Wilson into the mix for week three. Maybe maybe I'll wait till they get like an easier the Jets get like a, an easier pocket of the schedule. Like you know, because I don't I don't want I don't want to have that like fantasy football recency bias. I know he had a great game, but uh, I I usually I'm a Jets fan. I usually never have Jets on my fantasy teams because they just they don't produce in fantasy. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited to have him. I have him also in a dynasty league in like my my like taxi squad and i brought him up like just after this week specifically for that reason like i think i'm like i'm like ready for him to cook you know what i mean we got gilly joining from small state big takes uh gilly welcome to the pod and we're just talking fantasy to start and high expectations from this small states team but they're 0-2 what gives yo thank you guys for having me congrats on 100 century mark that's that's that is quite impressive real quick that is i don't know that's to day in day out be thinking about podcast stuff putting out the guests and pods that you guys do i uh, i applaud you so congratulations on on making this and many more right um thank you yeah. and happy recent bicentennial to you of course yeah <laughs> thank you sir thank you, you doubled us um, up on a downer note fantasy <laughs> not looking great <laughs> <laughs> i mean aaron Rodgers has given us what feels like next to nothing week one was abysmal that was tough because that was a closer matchup um i don't know where do we go from here it is tough to say where i'm not sure is the dk metcalf experience is he a wide receiver one probably not but he's our wide receiver one so we might just be (laughs) waiting out deandre hopkins at this point because the the cavalry is not coming otherwise (laughs) i mean i was still impressed the double the double running back handcuff of cmc and barkley again it's still early it's still early but it goes from either could be exploding could be injury bound right now i mean saquon's leading the league in rushing so you cannot cannot complain about that true true no he's he's lived up to to what we wanted where we picked him uh kyle pitts not so much so far but um we're holding strong diamond hands on on kyle pitts shares Yeah, I think uh, I think Kyle Pitts will, you know, really start picking up his production uh, these upcoming weeks. You know, at Atlanta faced like a tough schedule these first two weeks, but it seems like their schedule is uh, going to get uh, significantly easier from here. So I think I think Kyle Pitts is, you know, kind of like a good person uh, to like hold and not to be freaked out by by his lack of performance so far. Definitely. No, I agree with you. And it's also just a lack of opportunity that he's got. It's not like he's not making them like I don't know if he's out there as a sixth lineman like that's not that's not helping his fantasy value and they're certainly not uh doing so hot otherwise so hopefully Arthur Smith's got a uh, a few tricks in his bag because I think Kyle Pitts is the most talented Falcon in all honesty it's not like uh, when they give him the ball good things happen so I hope we see a little bit more of that but surprisingly good that, can, that can be said offense. pretty confidently I don't know I don't know who else is in sort of the realm of Kyle Pitts yeah I mean Drake London has proved to be pretty Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think Kyle Pitts overall, because they could be beating him in like a, I don't know, all over the place in terms of running the ball, mm-hmm. a little pullback action, almost like an Aaron Hernandez type. 
RIP slash uh, <laughs> re- repent for his <laughs> his sins against humanity. But yeah. Is this our first mystery guest of the evening? I don't know who Lauren Rose is. I don't is. want to disappoint. It's it's Phil, guys. My my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We're like trying to figure out, like, oh, all right, who's fucking with us? Oh. No, just just me again. Sorry to disappoint everybody. Oh, come on, Phil. All right. I mean, what else do we got for fantasy? If not, let's head to. If not, we didn't head to football because we got. I would just. I would like to outwardly confront Jake Zimmer. What's going wrong, man? What's. The, I was going to confront myself, and I think um, for the first time in my life, I am ready to comfortably criticize Tom Brady. Mm. Oh. I gave him a big vote of confidence this year. I said, you know, I I can never go wrong with Tom Brady. Week one, ten point three points. Week two. 9.4 against the fucking New Orleans Saints. Bad. Um, and then I said, great, Trey Lance will be my backup. Um, <laughs> things have been going great for me. Um, so now I either have to fly Carson Wentz or just keep trusting Tom Brady. And this is a very bad situation for me right now. Which you snagged. I was looking at Carson Wentz to see who I can trade with. You did snag snag him on the waivers and i was surprised how much how high of a fantasy player he has been the past two weeks he's been great and that's i i was you know i was very happy that i uh, honestly i've started like my dumpster fire now because i'm priority waiver wire for this week so i got first dibs at carson wentz um hey i'll cuff him and if shit gets bad with Brady, if his wednesday marriage counseling doesn't go any good then Carson Wentz is getting a call up. And I mean, all right. So oh, Philly's okay. got the jersey to back it up. The, the <laughs> Eagles, Carson Wentz, baby. Never been worn. Probably might never. <laughs> still got the tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> when was that picked up? That was picked up pretty much right after they traded him. I got, it was a really, it's a cool jersey. Not going to lie. In terms of like, I like the black Eagles jerseys, but. <laughs> I mean, you can't wear this out in public. I'll be honest. In terms of, uh, I didn't really think yeah, that through. No, you can't. Got it for like thirty bucks. It was like a good deal. And then as soon as I got it, I was like, ah, I don't feel like getting harassed if I go to a tailgate or something. <laughs> I mean, for Gillian and um, Eddie, this new Eagles logo, I do got to bring it up. <laughs> Why? What happened? Why? Who hired the kid from Mart? Like, what's going on? You ruin. You cannot ruin something that good. And I wish Zach was here to talk about the Commanders marketing department which is already a shit show i think they still do a better job than what philadelphia did right now yeah it's a it's a major step back for the franchise i'm not even gonna lie you know and especially to it like it doesn't make sense right so like they put that new logo on each end of the end zones but if you look at their uniforms right like the actual like players uniforms they still have like that good old logo that like mm-hmm. they've been using forever right so it's like it's like it's like i think I think like the franchise is trying to like ease people into this instead of just having it like be like a big shock. But I, I, I agree. The, the logo itself just looks terrible. And it's like, it's like, I don't know who the hell they paid probably like a hundred grand to freaking make that, but it, it, it just looks awful. God, it looks like the logo you'd have before the one they had before, you know what I mean? Of like, it looks like the reverse, like yeah, it, stepping stone, like they're it, going literally backwards. 
it, it looks like an early like 2000s type of, type of logo. And then uh, the one that they're replacing is the one that like, you know, the one that they're supposed to be coming out with like now to make things look better. But hopefully next year when they have like Kelly green uniforms and they bring those back, that'll kind of make up for it. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a good look right now. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll transition into football talk and we'll start, start with the NFC East. Uh, we got your Eagles, my giants, both undefeated, both undefeated, both, both undefeated. Nice to uh, have to point that out for the NFC beast, but on the Eagles, I mean, the big matchup is obviously this upcoming week is going to be Bill's Eagles, correct? Uh, so, uh, so, so they're actually, uh, they're playing the, uh, the commanders this week. Oh, they're right? doing commanders this week. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and actually, you know, I kind of, I kind of wanted to play just like a, like, like, like a little game with, um, with, uh, with everyone just kind of, kind of going through, uh, the Eagles schedule. And if one of you, you know, is like passionate about like an Eagles loss, uh, of like the upcoming games that like I'm about to read off just stop me and tell me like why you think they're about to lose to this team right i'm just gonna say all of them preemptively so (laughs) i'll I'll get to the point i'm trying to make like 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 when i get to what i think is going to be uh their like next like definite loss right so let's let's take a look at their schedule here right week three against washington week four against the jags week five against the cardinals Week six against the Cowboys, week seven against the Steelers, week eight, Texans, week nine, Commanders, week 10, Colts, week 11, Packers, right? There. And I think, exactly, right? I think, I think the Packers are probably like the first, like, that's the definite first loss in their upcoming schedule. And if that's the case, the Eagles are starting 10 and 0. Like, this is, this is, you know, a little ridiculous right now, guys. I'm very excited about about this Eagles team and where uh, where we could be heading this season. Phil, can the Packers beat the Eagles? Absolutely. I mean, the Packers can beat the Eagles, but as, speaking as a Packer fan, I just feel like the Eagles find a way to edge us out a lot of times, even when we should be the better team. So uh, I, I feel kind of the opposite confidence level about that game and would be very confident in Philadelphia winning, but the Packers can win for sure. Yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be like, I think, I think that'll be like, like one of the closer games on the Eagles schedule for sure. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it, we'll have to see like where they are. I think also too, if the Eagles are heading into that game, say, you know, 10 and 0 or even nine and one, eight and two, like, the momentum is going to be on their side here. And when, when you start getting like a rowdy Philly team, uh, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of guys out there that can stop that. So we'll see. I hope this doesn't happen because I'm really rooting for the Eagles this year, but I could totally see them losing that Packers game and then having a second half collapse like the Cardinals did last year. And that's just me being salty and being a Cardinals fan saying that, but also at the same time, like, they have the commanders um, twice. They have the Colts, who we don't know what their identity is yet. Um, they got the Texans. They got the Steelers, who the offense doesn't look as threatening as it was with Big Ben, in, which is surprising to say that. Um, Cowboys without Dak. Uh, the Jaguars, which they're looking good right now. And then the Cardinals. So it's like any of those games, obviously they can win those. 
but they're relatively easy matchups and they match up really well against offensively and defensively. So when they get to the Packers, who at that point, their defense should be full throttle rolling. They should have an identity and Rodgers should know who his number one guys are. I totally agree. That could be the game that they lose. And for the following schedule, they'll play the Titans who have put, who have not been great the first two weeks, but are a team that will figure it out. Mike Vrabel coach of the year last year. That should be fine there. Then they got the Giants who are not, who are good. They're two and zero right now, but we'll see how they carry it on. But then to end the season, Dak will be back. The Saints are a good football team, regardless of what the first two weeks are. Um, then they have the Bears with Justin Fields, which we saw what he did in a rain game. They use him as a runner. Now they got to figure out his pass game. Those There could be some trap games that they lose late in the season after a hot start. But I could see the Eagles definitely being the number one team in the NFC either way. So it's just how do they fare in that Packers game? We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's a it, it, it's definitely a long season, and definitely you know like 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 a lot of stuff can happen you know from now heading into week three to the very end of the season. But yeah, I mean like I'm feeling you know very uh, very bullish on 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 the Eagles' chances uh, for this season, and again maybe being like the one or two seed in the NFC, which I think coming into this year, even like the most optimistic Eagles fan would not have told you that. Uh, so it's definitely a great start. Uh, but Tondo, you know, I kind of wanted to ask you, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's get a little Giants fan uh, kind of gauge on how, uh, how their season's rolling out. You got to be feeling good starting 2-0. Vibes, vibes are high. I mean, definitely a lucky 2-0. I'll be completely optimistic. But with Brian Dable, Brian Dayball's on the table. That guy is changing what the Giants are, making them feel young, refreshing, especially with no help from any wide receivers. Now, Kenny Galladay might be the biggest bust ever, or Matthew Stafford just makes everyone look incredible. Um, They're paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars to do nothing, and they cannot cut him. No one's going to trade for him. I hope they figure out how to work him in. Um, He started getting a little pissed off in the locker room this week, being like, I earned my chance. You haven't earned shit. You earned a nice contract, but you haven't earned anything on this team. Uh, Daniel Jones. He's the guy for now. He's the guy. He keeps a clean football game. No mistakes. He's average, but he's our average. And then the defense under uh, the Ravens, Wink Martindale, uh, Martindale, it's a bend, don't break system that they're holding teams to low numbers. So I'm liking it right now. Uh, we got the Cowboys this week, Monday night football, no Dak Prescott. I'm expecting to go three and out. I'm going to take it. I think they yeah. can go. I honestly think I'm looking at the schedule. They really, so you got the Giants game. Then they got the Bears, who I don't think are a very good team. Whatsoever. They don't, the Bears don't have a receiver with 100 yards yet. The Bears are I trash. Think- <clears throat> and then the so Ravens. Just a real quick point on that Bears thing. I think, uh, you know, through two games, they've only completed like 13 passes, which through two games is absolutely wild. It's trash. Justin Fields is somehow 33rd in the league in pass attempts, despite obviously only having 32 teams. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That was a stat. We did that very similarly on our college football show. I think it was DJ, uh, uh, the quarterback at Clemson, that Ooh, young there were 14 teams in the ACC, and he ranked 15th in passing yards last year. Oh, my God. As a starting quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. Tough beat. 
That was a real tough, tough beat. So we'll see where the Giants go. Um, but I'm feeling good for now. The vibes are high. I mean, Jake and I got to see Brian Dable briefly in Providence. And this is when I knew he was our head coach. It was after a round of golf. They were staying at the Omni in downtown Providence for the preseason game against the Pats. And one of our friends from Brian Helmuth saw a couple giants in the area the night before. So <clears throat> we swung by and it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Brian Dable in his full game attire, like the quarters, the, the, uh, the quarters zip the teams wear and the, and the embroidered shorts smoking a cigar outside the Omni hotel at 9am. That's when I knew this guy was our guy. And that, Brian Dable. So to exactly. resume the story, Will calls me and says, I just fucking saw Brian Dable in the street. I said, there's no way that you saw Brian Dable in the street. Um, he goes, yes, I did. He was, it was right by the mall. He's smoking a cigar. Go check it out. So I drive over there. Mall's less than a half mile from my place. I drive over there and then I start to smell the cigar. I'm like, no, <laughs> it was the first thing that I, and that was when I had realized, holy shit, I'm about to run out of Brian Dable. Sure enough, I turn the corner. The windbreaker's on. Team issued. He wore the last. He wore it that night. Um, probably still reeked of cigars. You don't think he's got more than one? Looking across the road, he goes and just walks away. I stopped my car. I I stopped my car because I was like, I gotta say hi to the guy. Stopped my car. Walked out. He's smoking a cigar. I go, Coach. Not many Giants fans in Providence. Good luck this season. And he goes, Hell yeah, brother, go Giants. And that's it. And that was it. I, and I, wow. I was stunned what he said. I, I wanted to ask for a picture. I wanted to, I just said, tip the cap and left. Went right back in my car. He's a football guy. He's a football guy. Yeah, there's not much to be said after that. It's just, yeah, all right. I love the way that Jake described his interaction or his uh, his moment there. It's like he just was describing how you would see like a wild legendary Pokemon in the wild. Literally. And I was trying to see like Saquon go to Duncan or like Daniel Jones walking around. I did not expect to see Brian Dable in his full gear ready to go. Just ready, just breathing in the Providence air, looking at the skyline, being like, let's win today, boys. What do you think Saquon's Duncan order is? <laughs> I don't know. He, I feel like he's too fit for any of like the flavors. He's like a ice black. Egg white, yeah, egg white wrap. Like a large, egg white wrap. like a large <laughs> iced, uh, large iced cold brew. There's nothing. We should have asked Helmet what they bought at CVS. Like, what do you think you need the night before a preseason game at CVS? Marbleos. <laughs> a, uh, a mountain dew code red you think anyone you, wait no whoever said marlboros do you think anyone in the league smokes cigarettes definitely oh, yeah oh 100 like, yeah. who is who's Most your probably, who's your who's your halftime closet smoker um ooh, that's good baker mayfield baker <laughs> mayfield, that's a good answer that's a good answer I feel like Baker's. A, I feel like Baker's a morning coffee and cigarette guy. Yeah, like he he yeah. cannot be seen in the media smoking a cigarette. So it's at home newspaper and a cigarette night before bed after sex. What's uh, what's Greg Williams up to? Because he was definitely a cigarette guy. 
<laughs> is he even coaching still? Uh, maybe like high school, but you know. You know who's all right? Here's my sleeper Jets cigarette smoker at halftime is Greg Zerline. Mm. I, I would go as far as I think, guard. yeah, that's like, uh, all right. So the Jets, I'm just going to go around the horn AFC East. Tyreek Hill's probably smoking a cigarette at halftime, too. No. <laughs> No, he's, no. No, he's got to keep those lungs open and clear. No, and... I think he's okay. I think he can take it. That's probably what fuels him. Gives him the answer, <laughs> kick the ass to run a little bit more. Even uh, more impressive in what he's, true, what he's capable of. <laughs> He'd be Pats, too fast without smoking cigarettes. Shit, on the Pats, I'd probably say... Um, you know, I wouldn't be terribly shocked if it was Nick Folk, but it could, if we do coaches, it's Steve Belichick for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, he chain smokes with Matt Patricia. I was going to say, Matt Patricia looked like he, he would, he definitely too. looked like he could house a couple of, like, chocolate-glazed donuts in a cig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before, before 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. If Matt Patricia doesn't smoke, he should. I feel like he is. <laughs> 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 should get on that. Press levels. He's got a – he should. I don't know. He should pick it up. I, I hope he's listening. <laughs> Start tweeting pictures of cigarettes at him. Yeah. I can see Joey Bosa definitely ripping a cig at halftime. Joey Bosa, that's a good one. I still like Baker Mayfield. Was I think that's my favorite. He's like a, a closet, like smokes but doesn't tell anyone. Sounds about right. I just Google yeah. like, every fullback in the league, maybe. Wait, what? <laughs> just every fullback. Frank Gore back every, in the day. Every fullback, yeah. Frank Gore. I just I just Google like NFL players to smoke, and I'm on this like random website. At number thirteen was Tom Brady. They go what? the goat. How can the goat be on this list? Tom America might have had his fair share of controversies, including the deflate gate, but it doesn't strike us as a smoker. Nothing can be further from the truth, though. He was caught smoking in 2009 and issued an apology to fans and sponsors saying he would quit. Wow. I don't know how true that is, wow. but there's no way. How would so shot. That would have been so much of a bigger story. 2009, though. Still. Social media wasn't really a thing then either. And that was before he was like super healthy and shit. Yeah, he only had like one or two plastic surgeries instead of ten. <laughs> yeah, that was before uh, he was kissing his kids on the lips. But I think too. <laughs> I don't know. Von Miller was caught yeah. smoking weed in 2013, and he was casually smoking cigarettes as well to cover up the smell. Who? Von, Von Miller. Miller. Oh my God. <laughs> I like the visual of double fisting the joint and the cigarette. That's so funny. With his triangle haircut on the back of his yeah. head. Oh my, oh my God. Uh, I mean, I feel like Josh Gordon definitely smokes a dart or two. Yeah, a sober. I'm surprised mind. it took this long for him to come up, but I feel like Jameis at halftime is a good bet for one. That's a good one. Speaking of cigarettes, Joe Flacco throwing darts. That's oh, that's, that's yeah. the connection. There it is. That's, yeah, there we go. There it is. Um, Your young buck. Your young buck, Joe Flacco. Yeah, dude, he's just hitting his prime. <laughs> yeah. Didn't John always say that three years ago when he got traded to Denver? He said that. I think John always said that. Yeah. What a moron. Yeah, he's thirty-four, and he's like, oh, he's just in his prime. It's like, all right. All right, so, sure. All right. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, though, where it's like. There's not many active. They were talking about Russell Wilson, how they, he's expected to do so much. And I'm like, who are active quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls right now? It's Flacco, Brady, Russell, uh, Brady. 
Brady. Yeah, definitely Brady. Mahomes and Rodgers. Mahomes and Rodgers. And Foles. And, uh, and um, uh, Nick Foles. Jimmy G. Is, is Nick Foles on a team? Yeah, he's the backup for the Colts, I think. Yeah, and I There's guess, yeah, Jimmy, oh, Frank Jimmy Reich, I, guess, I was just thinking starters. Matt Stafford. Oh, starter, yeah. yeah Stafford. Matt Stafford, yeah. It's, a, it's, not, it's not many. No. No. Davis Mills, Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe um, Flacco's one of them. So, Jared Goff got very close. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, he actually has a ring. Blaine Where's Blaine he now? Gabbert. He's still on Tampa. Still backing up Brady, right? Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Brissett. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy right. Garoppolo, does he have a ring technically? He's got two. Already mentioned, yeah. but yep, that's fine. Two. Carson Wentz Sorry, has a ring. Carson Wentz does have <laughs> a ring. <laughs> so let's count starters. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. So if we're counting yeah. guys who played Brady, Flacco, Rogers, Mahomes. Stafford. Stafford. That's Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. That's it, right? Just those six who played in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles started. Nick Foles. Okay, and Nick Foles, but he's not starting now. Yeah. So out of the guys that are starting now and started and won a Super Bowl, there's only six. Yeah. That's I one. feel like like I might say something outrageous. I feel like that's actually a lot. Like I feel like a lot of times you get guys that are vets, like winning Super Bowls and things like that. Like I think six is about what I'd expect. Yeah, I, I think it would have been a lot less if it was if Stafford and Mahomes had haven't won in the past couple of years. Then it would have just been Brady and Rodgers and Foles, yeah. I guess. Because yeah. like, I mean, I remember I remember that list from the AFC where the representative was either Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger for twenty plus years. Yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot of variation going on in the AFC at least. Wow. Yeah, but also we've never really seen that unprecedented QB play with like three top tier guys. It's usually been like a shuffle of guys, except maybe one at the top to have three juggernauts for that long. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, what an error that was. So do the Jets have an error right now? Is is, um, is uh, Zach I, Wilson it, having a, a quarterback battle when he returns? When hasn't Zach Wilson had a quarterback battle? I mean, last year was Mike White. Um, it was Josh Johnson for two quarters, and then it was, and now it's Joe Flacco. Um, was Mike White in the Hall of Fame yet? I think his jersey was. Is I'm being serious. I think his jersey is in the Hall of Fame. Um, oh my god! I this year I have flip flopped my opinion on the Jets. Of these first four games against the AFC North, we're going to go 0 four to now we're going three and one. Um, because of, I mean, Joe Flacco obviously showed up in the last two minutes of the 60-minute game, which is fantastic. Um, but I look at the Bengals, and they just can't put it together. I think Zach Taylor is, a, like, treading on bum territory and kind of needs to, like, wow, you know, the seat is getting warm. The seat is getting warm for Zach Taylor. That's um, a hot then, take. Is it? I don't think I it think should it be. Is. I, 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 I think that's a hot take, too, yeah. Interesting. All right, well, here, here it is. Yeah, Zach Taylor's seat is warm. Um, I'll say it's warm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Is, he, is yeah. it warm because he's getting comfortable in the seat? <laughs> it's it's warm because he's only had one good season. He, yeah. He's um, been mediocre besides that. And his play calling showed in the Super Bowl that he's not the best play caller. I mean, I think the O line coach has to be on the hot seat. The fact that you upgrade 
the O-line for the Bengals, and he's still getting sacked five, six, seven times a game. That's that's problemsome. I think as, as much as I love Joe Burrow, some of these sacks start need to start being put on him too. Because he takes a minute in the pocket. He is yeah. he like lives there. He can create, he can move, but he doesn't choose to. Yeah, and I will say half the sacks he took against the Cowboys was he was in the pocket for two seconds, was expecting to get hit, and then ducked up when he didn't need to, um, when he had time. So as a QB, it's kind of tough to feel that, especially when he's been pressured his whole career like he has. The one thing I will say that they have three new offensive linemen completely new to that scheme, completely new to each other that are learning to communicate and learn how to operate together. So I can see how it totally makes sense that the pressures are up right now. Um, but I would say, like, if we get to the halfway point of the season, his sack rate is still as high as, high as it is, then, yeah, the O-line coach needs to go, and possibly Zach Taylor, too, because he is, besides last year, has not been great. Zach Taylor, even when he was first hired, was – I looked at it and I thought it was questionable because he was just the quarterback's coach mm-hmm. for the Rams. He wasn't a coordinator. He doesn't have, like – he was young. He didn't have that experience. He was just a QB coach. And it seemed like the Bengals sort of – jump the gun on the whole let's dive into Sean McVay's coaching tree. Agree with that. The one, thing, in here. the one good thing about Flacco right now, since we're on the Flacco topic, mm-hmm. um, he's currently the fourth highest ranked um, quarterback per passing grade on PFF at a 74.4 out of 100. <laughs> which yeah. That's above Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Tua, which is absurd. But yeah. he's third in the league in passing yards. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think um, an MVP season might be. <laughs> Let's not throw that away. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, no, but so Zach Wilson comes back in what, three weeks, two weeks? He'll be back um, next earliest week. at the Steelers. Okay, so – how many bad games does it take for Flacco to have for him to get replaced? Not wins, losses, just a bad game. Bad game for Flacco to have or for Wilson to have? For Fla- like, you think Wilson comes in and takes the starting job? Absolutely, yeah. Really? I would say so. Yeah. Because he is the guy you drafted number two overall. He is the young guy. He's he, Douglas has kind of put his reputation on drafting Zach Wilson. He has to be the guy you put out there and succeeds. But say I don't really think that's back, that absurd. If he comes of a, back in two weeks and the Jets are three and one, you replace him. I think you have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. With the, guy, so then... it, with the guy you drafted second overall in his second year, if you put him on the bench for a thirty-seven-year-old veteran, that's you're, you're already thrown in the cards. When, on terms of Zach Wilson, I think Flacco gets it. What's he going to do? Be like, well, this is an outrageous. This is a travesty. It's like, dude, you're playing on borrowed time. Well, so, 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 so let me ask you then, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, so then say Wilson, uh, say, say you guys start three and one and uh, Wilson comes back um, and then you guys say, just hypothetically drop like the next two, right? Like, like how many losses will it take for like Wilson to get like replaced by Flacco? I think if you start getting into the easier part of the schedule, which is after week eight, mm-hmm and things are still trending downwards with Zach Wilson, that's when you sort of reevaluate and say, okay, let's put, let's put Flacco back in and, you know, kind of second guess the whole Zach Wilson parade. I don't know, man. I think, uh, 
I just uh, think else, you've got to. Uh, part of me is like, you have to start Zach Wilson out of principle because you drafted him number two overall. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did with Darnold for three years because we had to because he was drafted three overall. Um, Daniel Jones drafted number six overall, and he's still, you know, they're throwing him out there. Like, not to say that Tyrod Taylor's an upgrade, but, <laughs> you know, see. he's a number six overall pick. He, you want him to be the guy at the principal. You need him to go out there to be the guy. There's a guy I feel bad for, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, my God. He is, yeah, he has paved the way to so many great quarterbacks who weren't him. <laughs> and had a lung punctured in the process. Remember that? Yeah, that was, was all time. That's an inside. That's an inside job. That, well, that, yeah, I was going to say the conspiracy, conspiracy theories that the doctor did that on purpose. Inside yeah. job to get Justin. And there's Herbert. an ongoing lawsuit about that right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, really know I think that. so. Okay. Yeah, yeah wow. he's doing them for like five million dollars or something like Jeez, that. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it worked out for the Chargers. As bad as that is, yeah, it worked out really well. for. Everyone that's not named Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, every, was, wait, starter speaking went. of Super Bowl winner, Tyrod Taylor with the Ravens. Oh, shit. That's, that's wild. wild. Yeah, shit. That's right. Wow. He was a backup. He was a backup. Super Bowl yeah. winning Tyrod Taylor. The that fact the Bills took a shot on him and he was actually good for them for that season before they lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs is that says something about him. You look at the rich line of quarterback history before Josh Allen. You have Tyrod Taylor and EJ Manuel, Thad Lewis, Ryan Fitzpatrick Peterman was on the Bills for a minute. Peterman, yeah. JP Lossman. It's a great oh JP Lossman. I mean, don't you feel like that <laughs> sentence, though, right. Jordan, that you just said is a little crazy in itself, though? Like the fact that the Bills took a chance on Tyrod Taylor in the playoffs and lost to Blake Bortles and the Jaguars. <laughs> like that season was just like. It was just mayhem. That, like that, that, that reminds graphic. me of the graphic. I was twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. We're all thinking of Case Keenum, Nick Foles, um, Blake Bortles. The other one, Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles and, and Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're all looking at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Case and Keenum doesn't. He wouldn't have a ring, right? Didn't they no, go to? Case Keenum, no. Didn't they? Didn't the Jaguars go to the next AFC Championship game too? No, they or only lost the one. one. Okay, okay, okay. And that's when they blue. still had it was Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette. Um, they had Telvin Smith, who was one of the best linebackers in the league, and then retired two years later. Yeah, they had no. Sense. Uh, Miles Jack, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, um, yeah, Ngakwe. They were Blaze Campbell. Yeah, Clay yeah, Campbell was fucking good. Who else? Yeah. There was a good receiver, I think, too. Um, they, that was Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. And it was Alan Hearns uh, at the Full time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Was that the year that that video came out about Jacksonville and they're they're interviewing the woman at the tailgate? She goes, took it to the limit. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I know. Jordan, you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. That's so funny. It comes up like every year. Fuck. You just gotta like look up like just Google like Jaguars woman smoking cigarette and it's it's so fucking funny. Yeah. I'll watch it after. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but tangents aside, um, this is the first time in I don't know since Fitzmagic back in when was that 2015, 2016 that I think the Jets can actually put like an offense out there and can do things when it's working. Um, do I think it's a playoff team? No. Do I think it's six wins? Probably, um, and that's a, a step. I would say. Um, I don't know. We just want to look like a team was improving. We don't want 
we don't want to take any more steps back. Great. I think Phil's yeah. the only uh, team we haven't heard from. So real quick, Phil, and the Cardinals opposites on the, well, actually the Cardinals too. So Phil Jordan, if you want to give your 30 second synopsis on your teams, then we'll wrap this thing up. Bill, you yeah. go first, bud. All right. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's definitely a different Packers team this year. It's uh, some adjusting to not being this explosive offense without Devonte Adams. We're going to be leaning on the run a lot more. Um, you started to see the defense round into form this week, but I'm not sure how much of that was actually how good the defense is and just how terrible the bears offense is. So I think this coming week against Tampa Bay is definitely you know, a major test for us. And we'll really see where green Bay is at, at coming out of this week. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm sort of excited to see how they look against Brady. I know they're not going to have Mike Evans, but this is the, uh, this is the test. Um, for the first seven quarters of the season, the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. Um, I see a bunch of power rankings are in the top 16, some people have them in the top 12. This is a bottom five NFL team. They get ran over by the Chiefs. They get run over by the Raiders for three quarters. And if not for a couple of good plays on defense and Kyler Murray being Kyler Murray, this team's sitting 0-2. It's just – and also Isaiah Simmons has been awful except that forced fumble he had uh, in OT. Um Damon Collins, another guy who's been bad besides the for, the forced fumble before Isaiah Simmons forced fumble. Um, so two first round picks on defense who have not panned out. We have no pass rush. We have no corners except Byron Murphy. Offensive line has actually been playing well, but overall this team, I don't see them winning more than five games this year. I was very hopeful, but wow. then after watching those first seven quarters, I don't see the Cardinals doing anything this season. Unless if they if they games. I, I was really high on them because they have a favorable schedule, but after seeing how their DBs have played, the offensive skill set without D-Hop is non-existent. James Conner is just a touchdown machine. He does nothing else for the offense. Um, Kyler Murray needs to carry this team on his back, and he did that against the Raiders in the fourth quarter. Other than that, he has not done it, and this Cardinals team has been dog water. So it, it, if they win over five games, I'll be excited, but... I am very surprised that he did so well on the new Call of Duty weekend. Yes, so was I. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like whoever that one guy did the stats last year, and it was like alarming. It was like 120 yards less on double XP weekends. Like that's that's something where you got to like take the glasses off and be like, oh shit, is this our guy? There's almost more credit to that because it's not just when the new Call of Duty comes out. It's on the double XP weekends yeah. that that his stats also go down. So he he's he's attentive to this to the Call of Duty schedule. But Christian Kirk's also in that too, right? So like, who Is else he? was gaming hard with the with COVID? Like Tariq Cohen. Well, obviously we don't really worry about him. Though. Boston Scott plays a lot of Rocket League. <laughs> From what I've heard, he's like great. He's like one of the he highest rated players. He plays a Jay Ajayi went pro in 2K for a minute. Oh, that's insane. That's yeah. a name I haven't heard in years. Jay Ajayi. He was born there, I think. Yeah. 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 Speaking of former Super Bowl champs, he's got a he's got a ring. Yeah. yeah with the Eagles, yeah, I think he's yeah, on a 27 Eagles team. ring. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. 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 No shit. 
I only remember him as a dolphin, if, to be honest. Yeah, Eagles traded for him midseason that season, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's still young too. He should be. Yeah, in late. it was funny yeah, too. You should be like retiring right now. Yeah, well, he he played one more year with the Eagles after that Super Bowl season, and that was it. He was cooked. Yeah, I think he had those bad knees, like Todd Gurley. Yeah. Where's Todd Gurley's not playing anymore? Is he? Oh no. Wait, no. Jay was. This is so weird. So if you Wikipedia Jay Ajayi, you'll see something very odd. And he was signed by the Philadelphia Union in 2020, like the soccer team. Yes. But it was for esports. Oh, maybe it was for FIFA then, not 2K. That's why. It was probably for everything. Damn. No, it's specifically for FIFA. He's yeah, because, like his yeah. his gaming shit. Like his, I don't know. Like he, he must have been pretty fucking good at FIFA. I don't know. I heard he played like a season and got rocked, and they really only signed it because he was JGI. But no. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> he he just turned twenty nine too. That's insane. Like yeah, this that's is when like, running backs normally yeah. start to tail off. I was gonna say that's why I'm saying he should. Re- this should have been the season he retired. That's insane. Yeah. All right, Basil, how about your Rams? Uh, before I get into the Rams, I will say uh, in the, the 2020 EMLS Cup, Jay Ajayi finished uh, bottle of the ta- bottom of the table. Of <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, weird start. I, I got to say, weird start for the, for the reigning Super Bowl champs. I think it's just one of those things where they, uh, there was a lot of shuffling around like a lot of guys left this team and a lot of new guys came in on offense uh and they just they i think they really needed a week to kind of relearn how to play with each other and starting your season off against the buffalo bills is not the way you want to do that if you're trying to make long adjustments uh defensively uh it was the secondary that was giving them some 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 real problems uh jalen ramsey i mean i think when when he first went to la uh, like in 2019, I literally was like, all right, well, like th- there's the Super Bowl for them. Mm-hmm. Like there's like two or three rings for them uh, in the next couple of years. And, you know, they, they did get one, but uh, I don't think we're seeing, we haven't really seen the production that we've seen from him as, as that he had, that, that he had in Jacksonville. But I think last week against the Falcons was, you know, a big way for him to kind of make an upward turn. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how they do uh, and kind of, you know, take some pressure off of Aaron Donald to that, like, carry this entire defense offensively uh in terms of adjustments the biggest adjustment was matthew stafford having to realize that he can't just throw to cooper cup uh in in week one you know i think his elbow played a factor into that too he really did not look very comfortable out on the field in general um but in week two, he really found, you know, found some targets, you know, that I, that I think are, that'll really help uh, specifically Allen Robinson, right. You know, coming from Chicago. Uh, he is a guy that I mentioned this in my, in my, uh, you know, week one preview article. Um, he's a guy that's not really attuned to Matthew Stafford's game. He's kind of, you know, Matthew Stafford's kind of got kind of like kind of the guy that, that life could just like, hurl the ball downfield at work with Megatron. It's working with Cooper cup. Um, and Alan Robinson is just a guy that, you know, he likes to run like very creative routes. He's, he's really good at, you know, tricking some weak state safeties, like not too far from the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, 
while he didn't, you know, he only got like 53 yards in, in week two, I think the fact that he, he's getting more targets as the season goes on is a big improvement. Um, other than that, offensively, I think they're pretty set, but we just got to figure out what's going on with Cam Akers. Uh, he was non-existent in week one, four carries, zero yards, uh, 15 carries in, in week two. So, you know, he's getting, getting more production. Um, but we'll, you know, this team just got to gel. Uh, and I think, I think we'll see that over the course of the season. Uh, and I'm still pretty confident that they'll, they'll, they'll do well. And, and, you know, considering everything that's going on in the NFC West, I think the path is clear for them to kind of, you know, kind of take the division and run with it. Sorry, Jordan. Well, it's, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, like, don't, ah, I don't apologize. That's what I expected. Yeah, I'm not going to sit I up mean, here and lie to the man. Say, oh, the Cardinals will be fine. Yeah, they're not. No. I, no, I don't think so. I think, I think you know, considering how, like, volatile this team is right now, uh, I think maybe the first game that they meet each other, it could be a little interesting. But I think if, if, if they've had time to, you know, figure themselves out a little bit, it's, it's just not going to – it's just not going to go well for – I think they play this week. They play they play Sunday against each other, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it could be interesting. I mean, it just depends on how, like how Stafford how comfortable Stafford is right now. They're they're really shaky about giving updates on his elbow. Um so we'll, we'll have to see. That leaves my Patriots. Um, I don't know where to begin. I'll keep this nice and brief. Uh, I'm certainly glad they beat the Steelers because I look at the schedule the next two weeks. L to the Ravens at home. L at Lambeau. L's are going around these next couple of weeks. Um, I will say after that, I don't know what the Lions are, but I feel like they're beatable at Gillette. Um, Browns are beatable on the road. Bears are beatable at home. Jets are beatable on the road. Colts right now, if their injury woes continue, they're beatable. Jets again are beatable. And then, then the <laughs> schedule gets pretty crazy down the road. Um, so you've got to win now. Take what you can get uh, because this is going to be, you know, I'd be a little shocked if they finished over 500 this year. I would. We were talking about oh. quarterbacks. Is Mac Jones it or no? When's his leash up? I don't think he's it just yet. I wish they, I wish they would have like got a stud for him, but now he's got fucking Devonte Parker as his WR one. So I was listening to part of my take recently, and they they were welcoming Hank into the club of you never know. You're in this like situation now where you never know if your quarterback's the guy. You know, you're always going to be true. asking yourself like, is is he the guy? Is this the one? Do we spend a good draft pick? Like, you're welcome to what. I will say this is, this is this is an awful feeling, feeling. Over this past half a decade. Yeah. Oh, it's this terrible. Is so horrible. I'm constantly questioning whether he's good or not. Like after last mm-hmm. week, Gilly was there. I thought he made some good plays. Finally, the criticism of Mac Jones is like, oh, he can only throw inside the hash and 10 yards maximum, which is pretty true. But then he's ripping 47 yard touchdown passes out of his ass. Um, he shows flashes of being the guy. But it's over. That era is long gone. It's uh, us Pats fans kind of have it like everybody else now, and it really sucks. My biggest thing is a play calling, to be honest with you, in terms oh, of well, that's, play, that doesn't Patricia, help. Yeah. Judge, whoever's in charge, which it seems like it's Patricia, right? It's just, it's been awful. Even in terms of the, the BS with Kendrick Bourne not getting snaps. That's because bullshit. Because of being late to like a training camp meeting or whatever crap was going on there. 
It's just insane. You got to have him on the field. I think Jacoby Myers has been awesome. Nelson Aguilar actually has been pretty, he had a great game against the Steelers, but no, I agree. I am a little more hopeful than you though, against the Ravens. Lamar questionable. I know he's going to play, but how much is he actually going to throw it? I think, I don't know if there's a guy who can game plan against a, a one trick offense like the Ravens, it's Bill Belichick. So we're also going to be very frustrated after uh, getting taken to the woodshed in a shootout with Miami last week. <laughs> True. And that's to, to the opposite point though. If they let two a throw for what <clears throat> six touchdowns for almost 500 yards. Yeah. They're going to let Mac Jones going to do. I can't wait to find yards. out. yards. Mac Jones slammed the over of yardage. <laughs> Alternate over. 500. Who says no? <laughs> the one thing I will say about that Ravens game, before Marlon Humphrey went out and before Marcus Peters went out in the fourth quarter, they had that offense locked up. And as soon as they were both gone, no one could keep up with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. So I think that, the, that Mac Jones, not going to struggle, but I don't think he'll have as easy of a time as Tua just did. But... We'll see. That's talking football on BBB. The writer's room, the house enterprise crew, 100th episode. We couldn't have it any other way. So we had some no's. We had some big cancellations like Coach Ed Cooley and uh, uh, Jesse Palmer from The Bachelor. I'd rather have the house crew for our 100th episode. So we appreciate Congratulations again, guys. On yeah, that's 100. fucking huge. Yeah, congrats. That's amazing. So we got things cooking up in the house. Uh, follow everyone's football fan diaries. We got everyone posting throughout the week. We got our fantasy factory, our league coming up. Uh, Zimmer's still at the bottom, so we just got to remind him for that, to humble him. A lot of good blogs. We got James ripping up some movie watches on Wednesday. We got the crew writing a bunch of different things. We got small states podcast drop every week. Things are cooking in the house. It's a, it's a good time. So we appreciate everyone listening on. It smells delicious here in the house. <laughs> you smell what the house is cooking, the rock once said. <laughs> say that. But thanks, everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.